In a world with zero fucks, All Fucks Welcome creates stories for the conscious conversation with no fake fucks. Let's introduce Diana. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. We have with us today Re, and uh, she's a new friend who feels like an old one. And I say that because I just feel like we've got this great connection. Me too. And it's just been wonderful. She's a brilliant hairdresser, a mother, a wife, and such a huge inspiration to me. And so welcome, dear. It's Thank so good you. to have you Thanks here. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Um, so I know it's faux pas to ask, but how old are you? I am 28. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. And so you've had um, already such a great part in your career already and such a great start to your your life and your future and and all of the wonderful things. And I think Mm -hmm. that's um, amazing at 28. I know my shit was definitely not that together at 28. (laughs) So good for you. Thank you. I feel like my life's not that put together, but I'm glad that it appears that it is. Well, it appears that it is. (laughs) Good. What is that? I have a a saying up in my house that says, we may not have it all together, but together we have it all. Yep. You know, and I think at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. You know, that we do have, we, we have our, our, tried and that's that's really what's important Mm -hmm. okay so there was a picture that you posted that was very inspirational to me and um it was a brilliant picture and i i sent it to craig so he's gonna he'll be putting that up for us but um it was one with your little boy holding your leg yes so can you tell us what transpired for you in your life that created a huge transition with where you were and where you are from my car accident Mm -hmm. to today Mm um well i was 14 when it happened so i feel like 14 is pretty hard age for anyone but Mm -hmm. especially as a girl i was a freshman in high school when it happened so i was going through a lot and i'm still pretty insecure about it but i've gotten a lot better Mm -hmm. my husband played a big role in that um he was really into wakeboarding so we were always out on the lake, and uh, my prosthetic can't get wet, and I didn't have a water leg. So he talked me into getting a water leg, and that kind of opened me up a little bit more. But I think the big thing for me was I never wore shorts. And then last summer I was pregnant with my second kid in the middle of summer, just sweating, <laughs> massive, pregnant. In Texas. Yes. Yes. And my little boy wanted to go to the park or the splash pad, And I found myself always being like, no, buddy, it's too hot for mom to go out there Mm because I wear pants. And Mm -hmm. I just sat one day and was like, this is horrible. I'm telling my kid we can't go outside because I'm hot, so I'm just going to wear shorts. He doesn't care. He's not going to remember people staring at me. He's going to remember me having fun with him. So that's what did it for me. And I wore shorts and everyone's been real welcoming. I mean, I still get stares. Obviously, it's something different. I'd rather people ask than not. But he definitely made me come out of my shell more. (laughs) It was such a beautiful picture. Thank you. Such a beautiful picture. He's really sweet about it. I take it off at night, and in the morning, he'll come into my room, and he'll pick it up, and he calls it my boo-boo leg. He'll say, Mom, put on your boo-boo leg and your superpower leg. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he kisses it. He's super sweet. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Yeah. So you were 14 in the accident. Excuse yes. Me. You were 14 in the accident. So what happened? Um, I was with a friend in the back seat. Her father was driving, and we were on Old Alton Road, which is a very, um, it's redone now, but at the time it was a little one way. You kind of had to move to the side. Well, it was raining, and we got ran off the road, and a floodgate wasn't tied back, those yellow gates that close off the mm-hmm. road. Um, and our car just ran right into it, and it came straight through the back seat, right through my leg. Wow. The gate yeah. did? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was a pretty crazy freak accident. It really is. Yeah. Wow. But I'm here. You are here. <laughs> you are here. So how long, um, how long were you in the hospital? Um, the hospital is kind of a blur for me, but I believe I was in there maybe, my dad would know the exact dates, but maybe six I bet he weeks. Was. Yeah. Yeah. I got out before Christmas. It happened in October. So you were in school. Um, yes. So I wow. got to do homeschool because I couldn't have a prosthetic for a while right. until the stitches and the swelling went down. So I was out of school for a few months and I did homeschool. Um, but my hospital room was pretty awesome. So Was it? Yeah. It was really cool. The florists from downstairs would come up to see my room because everyone brought me cards and flowers. Oh. And so it sucked being in there, but it was nice, everyone who came right. to see me. It was very alive. It was. Full it was of love. very alive. Yeah. <laughs> that is really neat. That is yeah. really neat. So when you were going through that, did you have any thoughts about your future self when you were going through it as a 14-year-old? Do you remember wondering, kind of, wondering yeah. how, how your life was going to be? Or I remember I would cry and I would say things like, I'd never get married because nobody would want to be with me for this. Um, I was a competitive cheerleader and a dancer. Oh, wow. Like my whole life. Yeah. So that kind of got stolen away from me a little bit, I feel like. But I did try to continue to dance. I got a certain leg for it. And it just wasn't the same, so I kind of gave it up. But I still, I'd still dance some now. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was a little worried that I was going to be unlovable. I guess <laughs> that's a very strong word. Yeah. You know, it yeah. really is. It's a really strong word. I think, I think statements, uh, statement words like that. You know, you really have to. You're you're starting completely over. Yeah. Right. You're starting. You're you're really learning who you are and all of that. So it's been. What, 14 years then? Yeah. Wow. I think it'll be 15. Um, October 17th is when oh, it happened. wow. Yeah. So more than my half my life. Wow. So do you, on that day, does it, does it affect you on that day? Not really anymore. It did. Like, I used to never want to drive down that road, and now that road takes me to one of my best friend's house every day. So. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, a different way of healing. Yeah. 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 Wow. Gosh. Well, um, so just so everybody knows, I, I send out wonderful questionnaires just to get to know my my guest a little better. And one of the things that you said was when you were in the hospital, you discovered you wanted to be a hairdresser when you were in there. Yes. So the girl who did my hair at the time came up to the hospital and had colored my hair with this like non-chemical one that was allowed to be there. And she styled it for me. 
And it made me feel, it didn't take away the fact that I'd lost my leg, but it made me feel so much better about myself. Mm -hmm. So at that time is when I knew that I wanted to make people feel better about themselves by doing their hair. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it really is. It's pretty cool. It is. <laughs> I think it's the best job in the world. It is. It's I, an I, awesome job. I really, really <laughs> do. So she really impacted your stay in a positive way. Yes. Yeah. Being there. Yes. How many times did she come up and visit? Do you remember? Uh, she came up to visit a lot, but she only did my hair that once. That's nice. Yeah. Were you pretty close with her? Yeah. She was in my wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. She lives in so St. John now. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. How neat. Yeah. So how long have you been a hairdresser? This will be my seventh year, going into my seventh okay. year. Okay. So still kind of a newbie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. feel like some hairdressers have been in it forever. Well, that would be me. <laughs> that would be me. I'm one of those. But it's nice because um, one of the things that I really enjoy about you is your skill. You, Thank you. You have just a natural innate ability to just make hair look just absolutely stunning on every person. And, Thank you. Um, I think that is incredible. So what's the best part of what you do every day as a hairdresser? Probably the end result when my client smiles and can't stop touching her hair. And it's like, that's that's why I do this is because I made someone feel really good about themselves. Like I just had a client today. She's about to have a baby and she's like, I'm so pregnant. I feel awful. Uh, and she left and she's like, I feel like a whole new person. Like, thank you so much. And I was like, that's, that's why I do what I do. Isn't it amazing <laughs> it how is. much hair really affects a woman's overall mood. My hair is my security blanket. It is forever. for most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I have to do it. Everyone always, how do you have time to do your hair? I'm like, well, I have to. I don't, I have to do my hair. Yes. <laughs> you don't get it. Like, yeah, I have, like, to. I have to do it. <laughs> yes. I, I know when I um, went through the journey of shaving my hair, and because it was longer than it is now. Mm -hmm. And when we shaved it, it was like this whole thing because women do hide behind hair. Women, yeah. it is a security. It is a um, a piece of their definition of who they are. And so it's really an amazing um, process just learning about what what is so important to that lady about their hair mm -hmm. and what, what stands out and what they don't like and what they do like. Right. So. That's awesome. And you just um, went to a fabulous class. I did. And my extensions are amazing. They are amazing. Um, <laughs> I don't know More if I can afford blanket. you. <laughs> yes. An actual like blanket, blanket of hair. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which I, I really am going to have to get some of that because I, I want that in my it's life. Pretty too. awesome. It is pretty <laughs> awesome. So you went out to this class. Yeah. In Arizona. Arizona. Gilbert, Arizona. Habit Salon. Yes, and you had um, a wonderful experience there. I did. It was it was awesome. And then you came back, and you and your partner in crime did each other's extensions. Yes. And now you have badass hair. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So if anybody wants to have badass hair, re-hair, like, hi, you have to go check her out because this is an amazing process. And your hair isn't full of extensions. Like that's yeah, it's pretty flat to your head. You it's can't brilliant. Really feel it much. Yeah, it is kind of sore for the first two days, but it's just because you got a foreign object on your head. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
but it looks awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So how do you, other than hair, because you've got a lot of influencers in your life. You have a lot of girlfriends that I do that really um, are out there empowering others as well. And to me, you're 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 up there to me as well. Thank what you. you're doing, I know you probably don't see it as much, but <laughs> but but I do for you. So what is it? How how do you think that you most empower women on a daily basis? Besides doing hair. Besides doing hair. I don't know. That's hard for me because I do hide my leg. I don't wear shorts all the time. Um, I feel like some of the people that I work out with that are like don't know that I have a prosthetic and then they find out, they think that that's pretty awesome. But I don't know. I guess the fact that maybe I stand all day and I don't complain is pretty empowering. I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who complain about their feet hurting. So. I bet. <laughs> You're like, bitch, imagine this, okay? Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. that I work at a job that you wouldn't expect someone right. with a prosthetic to do. Right. It's kind of empowering. It is. It is empowering. When you first started, um, when you were in school and stuff in hair school, did you find it to be more difficult when you... We're just starting um, out? No, because while I was in hair school, I was a cocktail server at a sports oh. bar. Yeah. So you so were on was, your feet all the time. Yeah. So wow. I never really wanted a sit-down job. I remember when I started that job, my prosthesis and my doctor were like, you can't do this job on your feet all the time. Like, that's walking too much. And I was like, well, if I had two feet, this is the job I would be doing. So I wouldn't want that to hold me back. So do you feel like they, on some level, inadvertently were trying to slow you down? Yeah, because it's a lot. Um, the prosthetic rubs a lot, and then it's hard on my joints. So being young, your bones are still growing. So I had to have multiple surgeries to shave down the bone. And then walking on it that much was just a lot. Wow. Yeah. So you've been through it. I have, but I feel like there's other people out there who've been through worse. So you know, it's interesting. (laughs) I talked to a lot of people um, that have had their fair share of shit storms, and almost every one of them say say that exact same thing. Yeah, everyone's got something going on. They do, they do, and that's the that's why all fucks welcome was brought to light because we all have something. Yeah, you know, and I think it's beautiful to hear someone else's story. It's funny, when I um, shaved my head, I probably had 50 people, not exaggerate, like literally 50 people tell me how brave that was. That, that is brave. You know what I mean? Really? Yes. See, and I did not, I did not feel necessarily brave because for me, it was part of my journey. Having, having that's been. That's brave because it's a choice that you made. It was. Right. So that's a and then one person choice. thought I was sick. Oh. And I'm like, no, I'm not sick. This Who is just. Who did you do it for? I did it for me. Oh, nice. I literally did it for me. I did it because um, I was in a place where I just did not love myself, like at all. Did not love myself, and I want. I had been mentally preparing to do it for a couple of years, and then we had taken a trip. Up to Broken Bow, and on the way up there, this is kind of funny, on the way up there, I had told my husband that I brought the, I packed the clippers, 
And his initial response was, oh, my God, you're going to ruin our vacation. <laughs> you're going to ruin our vacation. Because we went with other people. Oh. And he's like, you're going to, you're going to, you're just going to ruin our vacation doing this. What if, you know, he had all these scenarios. And I'm like, what the hell? So he's like, you've got to talk to everyone and make sure they're okay with you doing this. And I'm thinking, okay, fine. We'll talk to everyone. was fine. Yeah. Like, every, I think he had such a hard time wrapping his head around the fact that I was going to take off my hair, which is one of the things that he really loved about me. Right. And so we did. We did a before picture. And my son did most of it. And he he did. He shaved most of it. I played Adele the whole time. <laughs> And I, I and I remember. Did just, you cry? I oh, I bawled. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't over the loss of the hair, but the. It was it was a very odd feeling because it was such a shedding of the old and welcoming in the new, my new self and learning how to truly love myself without, judging myself. And then I and then I set the intention of not judging my hair as it grew back. Mm. You know, so that ugly phase that we all go through, yeah. I embraced it. And so it grew back rather well. And um, I never, I never had, I never worried about that aspect again. But it was very interesting. I, I mean, there were people in my life that were like, they were angry and bitter over it. You know, oh, look at her. She's even pretty with a shaved head. You know, it was a it was a very interesting thing. There's always been elements and pockets of people that have always had a lot of judgment. Yeah. But for me, I really had to strip everything away being in the beauty industry to really love myself. And I remember I went to my VPs because I worked at my corporate office and I went to both of them. One was a man and one was a woman. And my male VP was like, I don't give a shit what you do. You know, <laughs> I don't care. And my female VP was like, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Are we back in business? Okay. So we were just talking about some fun, uh, fun things during our break regarding hair. And it was awesome. And now we're coming back to re and... Um, you know, one of the things in life, you know, we were just talking about, you know, having, you know, hiding behind hair and finding our self-love and those that support us the, the most in our lives, right? And so for you, you wrote down who your hero was. Yes. So who do you look at as your hero in your life? Um, my dad. And that really surprised me. I thought that was a very cool person to have as your hero. And I think on, on some level it, because I've had to do a lot of healing around the lack of having my dad in my yeah. life, you know? And so when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's, that's really neat, you yeah. know? And it, and it, on the flip side of that, it was surprising that it may not have been your mom or something like that. So was there, um, any defining moment that you can remember that just, you were just like, that is my daddy, and I love my daddy the most of anybody in the entire world. Like, was there anything in your life that really... Um, I feel like I've been a daddy's girl my entire life, but during my car accident, um, I don't want to say that he was harsh, but he was like a harsh love, 
because I, during my physical therapy, um, I would cry because if it hurt or I felt sorry for myself and my dad would be like, don't feel sorry for yourself. You cannot cry and feel sorry for yourself. You can cry if you're in pain, but you can't feel sorry for yourself. So he just kind of helped me overcome that. And then there was this, he always said to me every day, and I have it on my wall at home, that every can't is a step to a can. And that hit me really hard. Um, wow. Yeah, he always puts, like, the best light on any bad, dark situation. Um, he lost his fiance a couple years ago, and I was crying because I didn't want my dad to be alone, and he loved her, and I felt so bad for him. And he was like, why are you crying? Like, I'm not going to dwell on the fact that she's not here. I'm going to cherish all the memories. Mm -hmm. And you always hear people say that, but... I actually saw my dad do that, yeah. and he You always, believed him. Yes. Yeah. He is just, if you're negative or upset or down about something, he's going to say something that you're probably not even going to understand the words because he's so intelligent. I have to like be like, Dad, can you say that, like, phrase it down a little bit for me because I don't yeah. know what that big word means. Yeah. But he's always going to make you feel so good about the situation, yourself, anything. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you should have heard his wedding speech. I mean, everyone was just losing it. It was so good. When you got married? <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> it was good. That is really neat that you have somebody in your life that just shines that light for you every day. Yeah. You know? He's he's awesome. I don't get to see him every day. I mean, he lives in Irving, so not that far. But yeah. he texts my sister and I every single morning. Good morning, my winkles. How oh sweet. <laughs> Winkles. I love it. I Every love morning it. at 7 a.m. He always texts us, so it's nice. It's first thing that I wake up to. <laughs> Isn't that great? It is. What a blessing. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. Well, he raised he raised you, girl. <laughs> so that's all, and I know your mom, your mom is yes, in there too. Yes. We're not we're not <laughs> we have to include the moms for sure. But that's really that's really awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, to me, I don't I don't honestly know if I could say I actually have a hero in my life, oh. which is interesting. So I think that's why, you know, it's just it's so awesome that you have you have that. And that's yeah. just really beautiful. Yeah. he. I mean, he's been through a lot, too. Maybe not to the extent that, you know, physically mm -hmm. I have. Mm -hmm. But he just always. What does he do? Makes the best. He. God, it's really confusing what he does, but he basically like manages and edits websites and surveys. So like, what did he just do recently? Michael's, he did a survey for Michael's of how to like get more consumers on the internet. Got it. He's, yeah, I don't. So he's smart. He works at Usability Sciences. Yes, he's brilliant. He used to write um, audio books. Oh, wow. Yeah, for, like, children. He's an awesome writer. Actually, when I was in the hospital, he wrote a journal from my perspective, and it is amazing. Wow. I, like, how he even thought to do that, it was so good. I still have it, and I'll read it randomly, and it's just, like, two sentences, and I'm, I'm bawling. <laughs> You're done. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope I get to meet him one day. He sounds Aww. like he sounds like an awesome dude. And he's Welsh, so 
It's funny, when I was younger, my friends would come over to my house, and he's always really polite, you know, offers if they'd want something to drink or eat. And I remember I went back to school the next day, and um, everyone was like, Rihanna has a butler. He has a butler at her house because a he's butler? Because he's Welsh, so he has a heavy accent and super polite. But yeah, oh you gosh. have to meet him. He's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You have a butler. Yeah, that's great. spectacular. <laughs> that is spectacular. So uh, you've been talking about your wedding. You've been talking about your husband yeah. a little bit here and there. So I, how old were you when you met met your husband, Eric? Um, two weeks before I turned twenty one. Okay. Yeah. And so tell me what that experience was like, because if I remember correctly, you weren't you weren't so charmed by his charm. I wasn't. So he had a reputation. He actually lived four houses down from one of my best friends, and everyone called him Smitty. I never knew his first name, and my friend and I would, you know, drive by his house, and he'd have a car outside, and we'd be like, oh, there's Smitty and his girlfriend, whatever. And oh, how funny. Yeah, so all through high school, I knew him as, you know, my friend's neighbor, and it never, like, really connected. Well, one of my other friends was up at a bar that he worked out and he told me to come there, and so I did, and I did not like him at all at first. He was really cocky, huge personality, which is awesome, but for me, I was like, whoa, <laughs> too much, and he, I'm a rapper, and I'm a wakeboarder. You got to come watch my wakeboard competition, and I was like, what's wakeboarding? And I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's I, don't, awesome. I don't know what that is, and that shocked him because usually if a girl right. hears that you know he has a boat, they're like, oh, I want to come on the lake, and I was like, I hate the lake. That means I have to show my leg. So, You're like, not going to happen, dude. Yeah, yeah, but he just kept on trying to get me to go on a date with him, so I finally did, and he was hilarious is what won me over. He, I didn't stop laughing, like, the whole time. And it, it was awesome, yeah. I just had a really good time with him. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and he is completely different now than he was when I met him. Oh, so he grew up a bit. A lot. That's All awesome. his friends were mind-blown. <laughs> That's awesome. It does happen. Yeah, it does happen. It does happen. <laughs> That's wonderful. So when you started dating him, he knew about your leg then already. He didn't. He, thought he that, didn't? No, he thought that my friends were messing with him because when I met him up at the bar, I mean, my prosthetic looks real. Right. And I yeah, was wearing flip-flops, and they had told him about it, and he was like, y'all are messing with me. Like, there's no way. So he would be, like, staring at my toes, and <laughs> I was like really uncomfortable, so I never, I never talked about it with him because I don't bring it up unless someone asks. Right. And so, like, even if we would hang out or anything, I would just always like keep my leg on. Like, I never took it off. I never wore shorts. I never, I guess, walked even without shoes. So yeah, I don't even remember when he found out. <laughs> How funny. Yeah, but he always was like, it's not a big deal to me. Like, why are you so yeah. weirded out? It's not a big deal. And I was like, because I'm missing a foot. Yes, <laughs> it is a big deal. <laughs> but he he never made it a big deal. So wow. that helped a lot, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. He is an amazing amazing guy. He is. He so really is. He doesn't, he doesn't look at that. He doesn't look at that stuff. No, not at all. Which is weird, because I felt like... If you would have met him years ago, that you would think that. But maybe that was just how he came across. And once you get to really know right. his heart, it's so really good. There was a little <laughs> deflection maybe in there. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Very good. 
<laughs> so how has, all right, so how long after you met did you get married? Um, two years. And then how has your relationship strengthened from your perspective as a mother and a business? Now, have you, have you always had your own business or did you work for a different salon beforehand? Um, I worked for another salon beforehand. This has been my sixth year, five or six. So I only worked at the other salon for a little less than a year. Um, my husband started his own company um, like three days before we got married. <laughs> so that was awesome. Surprise! Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, growing as business owners has been really hard, actually. We have a lot of help from his parents and my parents, so that's great. But I guess our marriage grew a lot stronger after we had kids, which some people it doesn't. But seeing him as a dad, and he is, like, the most helpful dad ever. I'm so lucky. It's definitely made us a lot stronger. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Well, and your boys are just adorbs. Thank you. Oh, They're my cuties. gosh. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. I that is really them. neat. That is really neat that you two have um, grown closer together after the kids. Yeah, because a lot of people, you know, sometimes it just doesn't necessarily not work out for them, but, like, you know, don't have kids to save a marriage, they always right. say. Right. I mean, our marriage wasn't bad before, but it definitely made it stronger just seeing him become a dad and I think he loved seeing me become a mom <laughs> yeah 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 when you were um during your pregnancies and things were you really moody or were you pretty le level keel I would say that I was pretty level I don't know what he would say Maybe probably towards the end I wasn't, but I feel like that's everybody. Every woman, yeah. yes. My leg did hurt a lot during pregnancy, gaining all that weight. But, I mean, I feel like I was pretty I was pretty calm, but it wasn't that moody. So what happens with weight fluctuation and um, your leg? What happens with that? So there's, like, a weight limit on prosthetics, so I can't get above a certain weight. But, obviously, when I was pregnant, I did. And it's just, like, a lot more pounding on the Pressure. bottom, yeah, mm -hmm. and then um, you put like socks on to fill it, so you just take the socks off as it swells. Not <laughs> fun. Yeah, but it's like all I know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just the way it is. Yep, yeah. just the way it is. That's awesome. How fun! How yeah. fun! <laughs> and then, um, so then the boys came. So your oldest is. He'll be four in February. Oh, my gosh. What day in February? 15th. I love it. Yeah. A week before my husband. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So your husband is the more the, um, he's on the Aquarian is Pisces Aquarius? side. He's a water sign. It's Pisces or Aquarius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think Aquarius is too. And then uh, your little guy's going to be four. Yeah. And then my youngest just turned one on August 28th. Isn't that fun? Yeah, they're a lot of fun. <laughs> and you spread those out nice. Yeah, I was a little worried at first. I mean, when I found out I was pregnant with my second one, I'm not even going to lie, I bawled my eyes out. Really? <laughs> yes. You weren't expecting that? Uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. And I had, like, just got back to being, like, real fit and in shape. And then, bam, we were going to Colorado. And then I was pregnant. But 
you know, I wouldn't change it now. Yeah, no. He's the happiest little guy. He's adorable. <laughs> he is so He's always got a smile. Always. At least, at least you just post the smiles. No, always <laughs> has a smile. He is the happiest baby. I really lucky. love <laughs> that. I love that. How fun. So when you um, look at your life, would you say that you're a brave person? I don't know if I would say I was brave. Maybe some choices that I make makes me brave, but like with your shaved head thing, that was a choice that you made. So that takes, you know, a brave person to make that choice. I didn't choose Mm -hmm. to, you know, lose my leg, but I do choose to act like it doesn't hold me back. So I don't know. Well, you show up for yourself. Yeah, I don't know if brave would be a good word because I'm still scared. So I don't think you can be brave and scared. Sure you can. <laughs> I think I think you totally can. Because you're still mm. stepping into who you are. Yeah. You know, I think in your 20s, um, I was just talking to my kids about this today, you know. I think in your 20s, you are totally still figuring out who you really are and yeah. shedding shedding a lot of paradigms and really, really starting to set that, that path course on your intention of who you really want your future self to be. Yeah. You know, and you're in your later 20s, you're coming up on the 30. Does the 30 scare you? I'm so ready for 30. I love that. Just the other day, my someone asked me how old I was, and I was like, I'm, I'm 29. And my friend looked at me, she's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, next year we're going to Mexico for my 30th birthday. And she's like, Rihanna, you're 28. I was like, no, <laughs> I have to wait that much longer till my 30th birthday. I'm so ready to be 30. <laughs> you pushed yourself a year older. I did. I love it. That is brilliant. Well, I can say, you know, the minute you lose the connotation that any birthday is um, a bad birthday, I think I think you're just setting yourself up for a disastrous yeah, they're all year. Good. They're all a blessing. Yeah. They really are. And then 30s, you know, you really start having that self-discovery even further. And it's yeah. awesome. I'm excited. It is exciting. It is. Well, good. (laughs) I want to go wherever you're going on your 30th birthday. That just sounds awesome. Yeah. Yes. It's wonderful. Well, let's see here. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. You've been an amazing, amazing guest. And I appreciate everything that you've been through and shared with everyone. And hopefully this, this story within you empowers other women to maybe shed something about themselves and and step out in a way that they they don't normally you know which is good um this segment is brought to you by hair by (laughs) re mention this podcast and you will receive one of her favorite products as a gift for booking with her so get ready and we'll have all the socials for you to connect with hair by re and you can get these awesome extensions and just look absolutely (laughs) badass every day of your life And next week's podcast, we have Ree's husband, Eric, on. We cannot wait to meet the fire to this soul sitting here (laughs) in our all-fucks-welcome duos. Mm -hmm. Remember, just give a fuck. Peace to you.